Good morning, Seaside. Oh yeah, good afternoon. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm out of it. <laughs> good afternoon, Seaside. <laughs> it's good to be here again. Uh, this video that you just watched is uh, one of the mission's video recaps uh, from our summer mission trip that we sent out to five different countries. Uh, we sent a team to Australia, and uh, uh, Myanmar, Indonesia, Japan, Thailand. and Thailand. And then uh, all the teams have returned. And then... Um, yeah, this is the one of the recap videos. <laughs> I didn't go to Myanmar. I, I went to Indonesia. And then I believe that you will uh, watch the video for Indonesia next week. So video is just finished. So uh, Myanmar, I went there 2009. It was our second visit, a different team. But it was really just good to see how the people, they really stewarded what we are so into. 2009, we went there, released a fire to some of the schools and did some powerful ministry. And the people there, students, they really kept the fire going. And as you saw, the students, the way they begin their worship is shouting out hallelujah seven different times. Hallelujah, hallelujah, like seven times. And at the seventh, you, you're going to start jumping up and down. And they were just really passionate and really stewarded what they received so faithfully. So it was just really good to see the pastors uh, that we got to minister to again, just really reconnecting with them, empowering them, not only just visiting and just giving them what we have, but really uh, imparting that, empowering them to do the same. Not only us going and laying hands on the people and seeing healings break out and just returning, thinking that while we are really anointed, but what we did was really empowering the people, the ministers and the students there so that they will continue to do the same thing, seeing kingdom work, right? So I think that was like the overall missions theme. Though we didn't talk about it, all five teams have come back. We sat down and talked about our trips and then that was what really came down to while we really went out to empower these people in these nations. So that was really good to see. I will uh, also... Last month when I was here, it was right after my internship to California, and then I flew out to Indonesia for a week, and then I came back, and I'm back at Seaside. So I have a lot of good stories to share, testimonies to share with you. If you pray for the trip, it's your testimony, so take it as your own, and it's going to really bless you. So today, did I introduce myself now? Uh, my name is Myungwa Choi. I'm the executive pastor at New Philadelphia Church. I worship at the main campus, Hillside Campus. And I come down here once a month to preach, to, to preach the word and make mistakes like this. <laughs> yeah. So today we are continuing our core value series. And today is the seventh one. So everyone say, supernatural is natural. Yep, that's the title, and also that's our seventh core value. And I'm just going to talk about how supernatural for God's people should be natural as breathing. And I'll just really break it down easy for you. How many of you in this room have watched the American TV show called Heroes? Raise your hands if you watched it. Any episode. Heroes. All right, maybe... <laughs> I got to watch it. So basically, it's a TV show about all these like hidden normal people with uh, supernatural uh, like superpowers. So I remember this one cheerleader girl in the TV show. She has superpower to be recovered from injury, any kind of physical injury, immediately. Like she gets like she gets into crazy like accidents and stuff, and then next moment like, everything gets restored, all the flesh and the bones are being realigned. It's crazy. So she has that kind of superpower, and then like people, like other people, what kind of superpower did they have? Oh yeah, stop the time, and then 
like next moment you you release the time again and all kinds of different things. So I mean it's a it's a TV show, but it's people it's it's about people with superpower. And also, how many of you in this room watch the movie X Men? It's the Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Oh, yeah. Majority. Hallelujah. Okay. You know the 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 movie is also about people with superpower. Like Wolverine is like a wolf. <laughs> I don't know what he does, but it's superpower, right? He's super strong, and um, like people who could disappear and then all of a sudden like appear again, all kinds of different superpowers, right? And I think God has put. I don't think all these different superpowers are necessarily from the Lord, but I think it shows、uh, this generation is fascinated about superpower. Supernatural things, you know, and I really believe that that's something that God has put inside of us. Though all these things are kind of counterfeit, I mean, we are not not many people in this generation are tapping into the real supernatural power that comes from the Lord. But that hunger, that longing, that desire to see something supernatural is, I think, put inside of us from the Lord. And even back in the days, it's not something new. I think that's happening to this generation alone. If you think about like 20 years, 30 years ago, I was talking to Rosie earlier about Yuri Gela. Does anybody know him? He's the guy who holds up the metal spoon, and just by staring at it, the the spoon bends. Am I like older here? It's not that long ago. I think I remember watching like TV shows. He was like a really famous magician, toured around the world, and then he will just bend the spoon by staring at it, and then the spoon will literally like bend halfway. You know, a lot of cool stuff. I don't know if it's a trick or not, but like even. Generations before us, you know, the older older generation has this fascination about this superpower, and I don't think anyone in this room is exception. That's why we get to we pay for our movies, we buy our DVDs for these TV shows. We are fascinated about this superpower, and then as we grow older. I mean, children are all about superpower. You know, Superman, Batman. Though they don't really have superpowers, they have the super outfit. <laughs> Something they do something right. <laughs> I recently found out that Batman actually doesn't fly. I thought he flies. Not as cool as I thought. But you know, as people grow older, they get to kind of realize, or they come to a conclusion that that superpower is not really for me, and they get just to think,、uh, that's not really for me. It's impossible, and become skeptical and kind of grow indifferent. And think that that's just for movies, that's just for TV shows, and they forget about all the supernatural stuff that they used to be obsessed with as kids, you know. And I think it's so sad that people of God are not tapping into the supernatural power that we have access to at all times. And we are indifferent. We are thinking supernatural, all that stuff. It's for some special people. It's just for some few crazy fanatic. Christians, you know, we get to, we don't realize that we have that supernatural power within us through the Holy Spirit, and um, everyone has this greed of what is supernatural and what is natural. But if you really think about God, God is the creator of all the nature from which natural and supernatural that word comes from. And God created everything. For He doesn't really have differentiation between what is supernatural, what is natural. Even the word, the definition of those two words are based on our experiences. 
or lack of experiences. Because we experience certain things or because we don't experience certain things, we label certain things as natural and then we label other things as supernatural. But if you really think about it from God's perspective, he doesn't really have any distinction between them. What is supernatural is natural to him. And what about to God's people? You know, our greed is so stiff. We are not, we are not willing to move that definition around it. But if you, that's why people look up, look at their Bibles and read through the Bibles full of these supernatural manifestations and wonders and signs and miracles. And they think, man, Bible is full of fake stuff. I can't believe the Bible. It's not scientific. All kinds of different things. And they're not willing to move their greed based on their experience. But where is your faith at? You know, are you believing in the word of God and trying to shift your greed according to the word? Or are you trying to judge the word according to your experience or lack of experience? I haven't seen it in my life, so Bible must be fake. I cannot explain it with science. The so Bible must be fake. So Bible is, it ends up beca- being like a book full of, full of fake stories, you know. But where is your faith at? Are you believing in the word of God and willing to change your mindset and understanding and expectations of your life? Or are you trying to change and switch up the word of God according to your lack of experience? We really have to think about this. And when it really comes down to it, a lot of Christian walk has um, to do with shifting our mindsets and our expectations and our, our understanding according to the word of God. You know, I experienced something really terrible. So based on that truth, based on what I experienced, God is not really good. But then the Bible says God is good. You know, so many of us, we are trying to draw the conclusion from our experience or lack of experience. So God, I mean, Monday, God was not really good. Tuesday, he was all right. Wednesday, it was difficult. So my conclusion of this week is God is all right. (laughs) Does it have to be that way? But then Bible never told us to come up with our own conclusions. It just simply gave us the fact that God is good. And we just go from that place. Whether we experienced it today particularly or not, the conclusion is already given to us. It's, a, it's set in stone that he is good. How come so many Christians are trying to come up with the conclusion that's been given to you from thousands of years ago? God already spoke to you that I am good to you. He already spoke that I am faithful And how come, based on what we experience or we don't experience, we are trying to switch around the character of God and word of God? It has to do with shifting our mindsets and understanding. And um, if you really look into your Bible, I mean, my Bible is pretty thin. Fonts are really small. It's really hard to read from. But uh, I like it because it's really thin and light. But if you hold up your Bible and take out every word that has to do with something supernatural, you will have, you will end up having a really, really thin Bible. Now take out all the Moses story, Abraham story, Sarah, Isaac, all that, take it all out. New Testament, majority of it will be gone. You might not even have Jesus because even Jesus' conception was supernatural. His birth was supernatural. His death and resurrection was supernatural. His ministry was supernatural. If you take out everything supernatural that your science cannot explain, that you will end up having a Bible that's this thin. And yeah, good, good luck. You'll be able to read it within a day. That's good, right? I mean, you will end up having no Bible in your hand because God's story is full of supernatural stories. And that's, God is speaking that that is also for you, for us. God is the same yesterday and today and forever. 
That's what the Bible says. You know, the Jesus, the Lord and Savior that you believe in and that you lay down your life for, his life was full of supernaturals from the beginning till the end. Everything about him was supernatural. Think about his public ministry, what he did on the earth well, the, during the three years public ministry. He did a lot of healing works. So 90% of what he did on this earth when he was doing ministry was healing the sick. Yeah, he did some teaching and preaching, but the reason why all these people gathered around him was because of his supernatural signs that he carried wherever he went to. Healing the sick, casting out demons, and he showed signs and wonders that all these villages just gathered around him for that. You know, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, if he was a supernatural God, let's see what the Bible really tells us, tells us about us, who we are. So I want us to turn to John 14, Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 12. My favorite verse in the entire book. It says this, chapter 14, verse 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. And then in different places, Jesus is talking about how it's beneficial, it's better for us that Jesus is leaving. And what kind of irony is that? Jesus, Lord, you are leaving us. What are you talking about? The disciples are confused, but Jesus is saying, it's better for you that I'm leaving and going back to the Father. Because when I leave, who's going to come? The Holy Spirit's going to come and dwell inside and among you. And he's saying that the Spirit of very God is going to live in you. Not just around you. Not just walk with you and do the ministry with you. But Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to dwell inside of you. So it's better for you that I'm actually leaving. Isn't that so crazy? And you, every single person in this room, if you believe in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is inside of you. The Spirit of God that called forth the creation, the existence of everything. That Spirit, very Spirit is inside of you. And are you saying that the Spirit's nature has changed? Doesn't do supernatural works anymore? You know, did he retire? Did God retire from the supernatural ministry department? You know, God never did that. He closed the ministry down. No, he's the same God that lives inside of us. You know, the same God and us knowing that God can do certain things. Yeah, God can do supernatural things. I don't think that's enough. According to this verse, just knowing that, yeah, God can do miracles. I don't think that's enough. And that's really um, disrespectful for the Holy Spirit who dwells inside of us. You know, oh yeah, God is supernatural God. He will do miracles and he can do miracles just believing that and having the faith that because my God, my Father is supernatural, I can do the same and I will do the same. I think that's the kind of faith that Jesus is looking for here. You understand me that, yeah, God can do it and God will do it. You, when you pray for someone's healing, when you pray for, let's say, uh, some supernatural healing upon someone, if you just believe that, yeah, God can do it. God is supernatural. He's almighty. If that's your understanding and not realize that you have the same supernatural power in you, you're going to have trouble. So whenever you pray for the sick, you will have to ask, God, if this is a time once in my lifetime to see a miracle, please do it. 
you know, that the mindset is just different. But when we, us, a lot of us, and when I pray for the sick, I expect healing on the spot. I expect him to get better. Because I know, yeah, my God, my Father is supernatural, and the same Spirit leaps inside of me, so I will see Him manifesting in the supernatural way. It's just natural for Him. You know, it's not once-in-a-lifetime miracle, show me that. It's not like that. I should see it on a daily basis, and that's where we are going for. I mean, there's more teaching that's got to come with it. Our eighth core value, content for the kingdom. You will hear it next week, and then you will hear more about how we contend for those things and for them to be part of our daily lives. But let me just quickly just skip that over and let me just continue, right? So knowing that God can do it and knowing that I could also do it is a completely different story. In fact, most of Christians believe that God can, do, God can do supernatural, miraculous things. But do you believe that you could also do it? Even do the greater things than Jesus did? you believe that? Yeah, one person believes it. Good. I used to believe that it was only for some special people, like the anointed people, well-known preachers that travel around the world, revivalists. You know, the, the names that you will know, names that you will recognize, you know, powerful preachers, chosen people of God, just a few and God gave them the mantle to do the supernatural things. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a super, that's, uh, that, uh, there's a gift of uh, miracles, right? The gift of healing. There are certain people who have that uh, 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 spiritual gift, according to the First Corinthians chapter 13. But I believe that every believer, every son and daughter of God has capacity to walk in the supernatural. Because we are just simply children, you know, children of God. So I used to think that, man, it's just for the chosen view, and I just wish that I could get to witness them moving in those things. So when I started, like, going on these mission trips to different countries, uh, I think it was my third mission trip of 2007. I was a new believer. I was a baby believer. They really didn't have much understanding about all these things. And I got to accompany this pastor named Pastor James, He's a very, very uh, fiery man. He yells into the mic a lot. I think I talked about him once before here too. But uh, I got to go mission trip with him and another team of people to Nepal. And then when we got there, man, Nepal has such dark presence, like so much spiritual warfare going on that I, my eyes were for the first time open to the spiritual warfare and all the things that the enemy is doing and how there was such great tension, you know, and I was just doing ministry with him, and I got to witness my first supernatural healing in front of my eyes, and I was thinking, wow, Pastor James has superpower, like, he's that one of those chosen people that get to, like, work in those things, you know, and wow, I'm so glad that I'm here with him, but that was completely wrong understanding, because that superpower wasn't about Pastor James, but it was about the Holy Spirit that he had inside of him. But then I didn't realize that I had the same Holy Spirit in me as well. So as the uh, as, as I went on more missions trips and even praying for the sick people in my own church, we started to see like God really breaking out in supernatural healings and signs and wonders. And we were like, wow, I got to realize that this isn't just for Pastor James. This isn't just for Pastor Christian and Pastor Aaron, our head pastors. This has... It, 
It is for all the believers who believe in Jesus Christ. This verse that we read together, John 14, 12, it says, if you believe in me, that's one one and only condition that Jesus mentions. If you believe in me, you will do greater things. How many of you in this room believe in Jesus Christ? Hopefully everyone, (laughs) right? If you believe in Jesus Christ, you are included in the promise that you will do greater things than what Jesus did. It's mind-boggling. But there's only one condition. That's the only thing that he mentioned. If you believe in me, you will do greater things. All these supernatural signs and wonders that Jesus did, you are able to do the same. So I started to tap into it. And I think God is so faithful. I've been on so many mission trips, like 10, 12, 13. I'm not sure. But this trip, as I was contending for uh, just moving in greater power and just really wanting to see, like, what Jesus did. Like, I read about all these things, God, but I really want to see it myself. And um, the mission trip that I went on just a couple weeks ago to Indonesia, God was so faithful to answer uh, and show us the greater measure of the supernatural power. I'm not saying the moment you lay hands on someone, they're going to get all cured. They're going to get all healed. You're going to see miracles walk on water right now as you walk on the Kwangali beach water. I'm not saying that. But God was really faithful to the desires of my heart as I was contending for more of his power. So I am here to say that you are also supernatural. Let me share some of the stories from Indonesia. Um, we had a service with this ministry called Sola Gracia. So we went in and then we saw all these people worshiping with some flags and it was like a Pentecostal church kind of feel. But then all uh, this uh, director lady, uh, her name is Mita and then she's actually a wife of vice president of the oil company in Indonesia. So we got to really connect with them. It was really good. Uh, it's divine connection that God has given to us. But then when we were doing a ministry, the second ministry that we had with them, we had like a, a staff gathering and like, all the workers that were, uh, working under her we all gather them and then we you know preach the powerful word and having like altar ministry time and it was really great and then we saw a blind guy walking into the sanctuary and you can tell at first sight that he was completely blind like his wife was holding him and he just you could see that his eyes are just not there focus is just not there and when we saw him our team honestly speaking we were stirred and excited we just knew that God was going to do something about him. So he walked in completely blind. And then he was sitting there, and then we were ministering and all that. After the service, we called him out. Uh, and then we started praying for him. But then, um, so first time we prayed, and then he said, oh, I recognize light. That's what he said. Because was, it was complete blindness and just darkness. And he said, oh, now I recognize light. So we told him to keep his eyes open to see the progress. And he was looking up like this. He had so much faith. I mean, incredible faith. He was shouting out, thank you, God. He was just shouting out, just giving thanks to him. He just knew that God was going to touch him that day. So he was opening his eyes and he was looking around, receiving prayer. Pray for him again. After a second time, he says, I see the ceiling of this building. And we prayed again. And then he says, oh, I see the, the bars on the ceiling. And he was looking around, you know. And the next thing you know, he says, I, uh, one of our members, Juhi, your t-shirt is white. That's what he said. And then we prayed again. And then finally he said, my eyesight is 95% back. And next thing I know is he's shaking my hands, making eye contact with me. With a blind man. I mean, formerly blind man. 
prayed for him like five times. It didn't even take 10 to 15 minutes. God did a miraculous work right then and there. All right, I will give you sight. And he walked out alone, praising Jesus' name. I mean, I'm talking about two weeks ago. <laughs> That's what happened two weeks ago, okay? And uh, another service that we had, uh, actually his wife came to that service. And then as I was sharing the testimony with the people that were gathered there, she, she couldn't stop crying. Because uh, she was just so thankful that God healed his, uh, you know, her husband's eyesight. So he was, she was just full of praise and just, it was so glorious to see. And, um, this lady sitting right in the middle of the room, I, we didn't know what was wrong with her. You know, we have the language barrier and then we came in later. So there were like 200 people just sitting. It was a healing crusade. But the one was funny was that I was feeling really sick that day. And I was about to lead a healing crusade, right? So I was like, God, what's going on? I feel so sick. But then I'm about to like lead a healing crusade. And um, team prayed for me. I got immediately healed. All that nausea, all that uh, uh, discomfort in my stomach, everything left. And then I was just leading the prayer time and just preaching the word. And as we were doing that, I really felt like, like I talked about the empowerment thing, I really didn't feel like our team was supposed to pray for the people. And I felt like I was just saying, invite my presence and my presence will just do the work. So you don't even, because I really felt like those people were relying on anointed uh, ministers from Korea. The Korea team will heal you, get their prayer kind of understanding. Really didn't feel like that's what God wanted. So we were like, okay, I'm not going to have the team lay hands on you. But then we're just going to invite God's presence. So everyone started just worshiping. I taught them how to sing prophetically. Like, you know, the Bible says, sing to me, to sing, sing, sing a new song to me. You know, in some over and over again, God talks about sing a new song to me. New song to me. Is it talking about new heal song song? New Jesus culture song? Is it talking about like newly written like worship songs? I don't think so. I think he's asking for the new song that's in every single believer's heart. When you open up your mouth and just pour out your heart with the new melody, with the new words that's fresh in your heart, that is beautiful to the Lord. I don't care if you are tone deaf. I don't know if you, if you sing well or not. It doesn't even matter. And we really think about it in heaven. That's what we're going to do all the time. We're just going to sing with angels and thousands and millions of saints. That's all we're going to be doing. If you don't practice here, you're in trouble. <laughs> if you don't like worshiping that way, you're going to be in trouble. You're not going to enjoy it in heaven. I mean, you will, but I'm just saying, you know, if it's happening in heaven, why not on earth? If that's what we're going to do for eternity, why not now? You know, so, so a lot of us, we just open up our mouth. It's not even song. It's not the lyrics on the screen, but we just start just lifting up like a fresh praise to him, you know? And then I just taught them how to do it. And these 200 like Indonesian, middle-aged ladies, ajumas, they all started singing their hearts out. It was beautiful. It really felt like heaven came down on earth. Everyone started worshiping. God's presence was getting thicker and thicker and thicker. And um, I just said, if you have any sickness, if you came here asking for healing, I want you to lay hands on yourself. So all these ajumas, all these ladies, put their hands up on themselves, on their hip, their back. They're all touching themselves, you know, praying for themselves. Next thing you know, if you receive the healing, if your pain is gone, I want you to raise your right hand. Check, everyone, check. And everyone's checking. 30-plus hands went up. They received healing just by laying hands on themselves. Not the Korea team, not the Americans that came, but it was just God's presence. 
took care of it, right? So all these people got healed, and then I said, all right, because there, there are some people with more severe injuries and things like that. So I said, all right, now if you have a remaining pain, or if you still are in need of healing, stand up. So I was going to uh, have other people around them lay hands on each other. So the crowd will pray for you kind of thing. So if you have remaining pain, stand to your feet. And then this lady that I was looking at, like right in front of me, she stood up very, very slowly and started like waddling like this. Little by little, she was like doing this. And then everyone around her started pointing at her like, like something in Indonesian, I don't understand. But they were like, like that, like around her. And then she started jumping up and down like a fist pumping. And what I learned... But I, and then she, she was ah, like that, and then she sat back down, and I didn't get to find out her story until later. And then Pastor Tarigan, our, our translator, said she was lame for two years. She could not walk for two years. So she was carried into the sanctuary by just laying hands on herself and being in presence of God. She was completely healed. And then when she, she stood up to receive prayer and then found out she was already healed, she jumped up and down, and then she just sat back down. <laughs> all right, I don't need prayer anymore. And then she was just praising Jesus all, all day. You know, it was such a beautiful thing. Who said that God stopped doing the miraculous things? Who said that God stopped working in signs and wonders? Who said that we have doctors and medicine so we don't need God's healing anymore? Are you kidding me? We saw... God's healing power. This is only like a little fraction of it. You know, these are two things that really stand out to me. But in my heart, I really wanted to see blind people see again. Really was contending of my heart. I was really praying for it because my mom has some eye conditions that I've been contending for. So it's like a sign unto me that God, God is going to answer. You know, I will see my mom also receiving sight. You know, it was such powerful confirmation for me. And also I know Pastor Christian's heart, he's been really praying that he will, he will, um, be able to like see lame walk, you know, through our ministry. I really feel like, you know, as a daughter sent out with his heart, I got to see the same thing that he's been praying for years. And God is so faithful in that way, you know, and other supernatural things, so many that I don't even know what to choose, but, um, we saw a lot of uh, fire of the Holy Spirit falling. I know a lot of people, a lot of Christians who grew up in conservative background, they get very turned off by supernatural manifestations. For example, people falling. You saw it in the video. People shaking. I know some of you feel really uncomfortable about that. People speaking in tongues. I know a lot of you don't like being around people like that. But I used to be one of you. I used to be like, oh, what is that? That's weird. That's strange. I don't want that kind of person. But... um. Let me tell you this. When you have a, when you make contact with a, something very, very powerful, let's say something that you can see, but you know it's powerful, like electricity. Powerful, right? Or AC and all the lights. It's, it's power. You can see it, but it's powerful. If you want to test it out, just grab a chopstick and just poke it into the outlet and you're going to shake. You will see, right? It's, it's powerful. Electricity, gravity, you don't see it, but it's real power. All these, Everything on this earth is, you know, it's, it's stuck on the ground because of gravity, right? I mean, all this power that you don't see, but it exists. Think about God's power. It's more than electricity. It's more than gravity. It's the greatest power that you could, you could ever imagine. And think about having a contact with that power, that power coming and touching you in power. Ah, yeah, you are going to fall. You are going to shake. 
And to just give you more teaching on that, glory, that word, in Hebrew word, it's kabod. It just means weightiness. It's heaviness. So when God's glory comes, it's heavy. So when something really heavy, like, comes on you, what are you going to do? You're going to fall. And the Bible, over and over, it says that people falling, but a lot of people think of it as, like, people, like, falling, like, 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 like bowing, kind of. That's how they read because they don't have the greed for the supernatural uh, power and weightiness of God. But I think when I read it, when God's power shows up, people fall, like, fall because it's so heavy because they cannot sustain the power and weightiness of his glory. And other things, I, I really like this illustration that Pastor John Michael uses. He says, think about, like, working out. You have, like, a really heavy weight, like, uh, lifting it up or long enough, then you're going to start to shake, right? Because, uh, yeah, man person like me and I got no muscles so I'm sure like after like 10 seconds of it I'm gonna start shake and I'm gonna start you know you get me right <laughs> so that's how John Michael explained when God's glory comes people start to shake because of the weightiness and heaviness of his glory and also because you are making contact with the greatest power that exists in the on the face of the earth you know you're making contact with the almighty God you know of course something's gonna happen to your body and it's I think his grace to let us know that I'm here. You know, we tend to rely on what is seen, and we tend to ignore what is unseen, but it's His grace that, just to let us know that I'm here. You know, when, when Jenoni starts to shake, I know the presence of God is here, you know? <laughs> She's like so sensitive, and so sensitive to things like that. When she starts to shake and manifest, I know, oh, God's presence is here. He's with us. I think it's His grace um, to just let us know my presence is getting thicker. I am here with you. So don't be freaked out by that. You know, the video, if you watch it again, it's going to be fun. <laughs> with that understanding, it's going to be fun. There was a one scene where uh, the camera, the videographer, he actually was filming, and then someone came to pray for him, and then he, he fell with the camera. So you will see a footage where it's like, it's like capturing something, and then all of a sudden you will see a ceiling, like all these foot around. It's because he was touched by the power of God, and he fell, right? You can't, you can't explain, you know. I don't know why. We never taught people to fall, but it's just the way it is. And think about like even speaking in tongues and stuff. I really had a powerful encounter with it. So at this one service in Indonesia, uh, there was a, a brother on the keyboard. So he was playing the background music for the altar call and ministry time, prayer time. So later on, we came up to him and then we were like, oh, brother, let us pray for you. And they were praying for him, me and Sole and the lady pastor were all praying for him. And then all of a sudden he starts to shake and he started speaking in tongues. Sounded like Chinese and it actually was. Let me explain, alright? So he was speaking something in Chinese in, in this Indonesian brother and he was shaking, shaking and then he fell and then he was saying, shouting out some, some things that sounded like Chinese. And we, we, finished up the prayer and then this member on our team Gloria her name's Gloria she grew up in Beijing so she speaks fluent Chinese she pulls me aside and says I understood what he was praying I think he was praying in tongue but it was actually Chinese so she pulls me aside and says that he was just expressing how stressful how difficult it has been to be the keyboardist so uh, apparently he had a lot of anxiety like stage fear stage of stage Right, and things like that. So he was just expressing, God, it's been so hard, so stressful, so much pressure. I don't know if I can do it. Kind of 
venting, kind of expressing his heart, he was crying out to the Lord. He didn't know what he was saying. So later on, we, we picked him up, and then we asked him, do you speak Chinese? He's like, Ch- Ch- no Chinese, no. No. <laughs> Indonesian, yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't speak any foreign language. But then when, he, when we told him, you were speaking in Chinese, and these were the things that you were saying, he was like, that's what I was feeling in my heart. And we prayed for him, and he was powerfully ministered to. Think about that. Yeah, not every person who prays in tongue, it's not all foreign language. But I think maybe it's angelic language or something. God understands at least. It's another sermon. So let me skip over it. But we just saw powerful, just supernatural, you know? And what are the chances that we will understand what he's saying in Chinese and interpret it for him? It was just really beautiful to see how God orchestrated everything. And just one more thing. It's getting a little cloudy here, right? It says that tonight's going to rain a lot. But um, whenever I look at the cloud, I always go back to this memory in Indonesia. This one night, uh, Sunday night, we had a revival service with this church. And on the way, our team was just really stirred up. We just felt God's love for them so deep, such deep, powerful love that we were just really praying and we were just really stirred up. And on the way, our cars got pulled over by someone. I don't know why, but we got pulled over. We were just waiting to be released. And um, we rolled down the window and outside, it was a clear day. Moon, stars, uh, no signs of rain or anything. But at the corner of the sky, we saw this thick, dark patch of cloud at the corner of the sky. It almost looked like a movie theater screen because it was like perfectly square. And then at the corner of the sky, we just saw that thick patch of cloud and they were like, oh. And then we saw lightning lightning one after another one after another every three to five seconds just lightning but no thunder with no sound just lightning i, I can't do the sound but so it's like bam <laughs> and then like three seconds later bam another one it was like so like mad majestic like it was like oh my, this is magnificent like, i've never seen such a thing like dry sky stars and moon and at the corner of the sky there's this lightning coming down like non-stop we're just watching it for like 15 minutes and it was coming and coming and coming and all of us we felt like that was just god telling us about his love for these people that we're going to meet not only just for the revival meeting but the entire week the indonesian people his passion his love for his sons in indonesia like how powerful how fiery how how he's so passionate about his sons in indonesia you know so we're just watching the lightning coming down, and we just were in awe. That's something supernatural, I think. And right after the service, uh, we came out, and it was completely gone. We couldn't even find it. No cloud, clear sky, like no thunder, nothing. But just God was just showing us in a supernatural way that that's how much I love my people here, you know? All these things, just to say that our God is supernatural God. And people of God need to tap into that. If you believe in Jesus Christ, he said you will do greater things. And some of us, we've been crying out for the supernatural. Healings. Yeah, for family members like I've been. Intervention, divine intervention for some family members for their salvation and all these different things. We have to understand that not only will, not only can God do it, but he will. It's his heart to. And you have the same power inside of you through the Holy Spirit. 
it's beneficial that Jesus has left and his spirit has been dwelling inside of you. That we have the access to the same power, the same supernatural work that God does, he could do the same thing through you. Not some chosen people, not some chosen ministers. I mean, he said, if you believe in me, there's no standard for like holiness. There's no standard for seminary degree. There's no standard for nothing. He just said, if you believe in me, then I will do it. And I really want us to just take hold of that promise. And it's going to transform your life. Think about it. All these biblical characters in the Bible, when they encounter God, it's a supernatural. There's a transition from natural life to supernatural life. And our lives need to be the same. Why, why, why not us? When we encounter the Spirit of God, our lives should go from natural to supernatural. Because the Father that we have, the God that we serve is supernatural God. And why not the children? It is natural. It's got to be natural as breathing for us. I really feel like there's a hunger building up in this room to see the things that I just got to see in Indonesia. I know that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning because I know God will continue to do the same because I know it's going to increase. And if you are, yeah, let's just pray. Let's just pray and close. But if you are hungry to see the supernatural works of God, I just want to encourage you to um, just pray with me. As Pastor Caleb's going to just strum the guitar, we're just going to take a short time to pray. And all these things that I described, it's all for you. All these stories that I profit from Indonesia and all our missions field, it's for you. When you pray for people, people are going to get touched. When you pray for people, people are going to have breakthroughs. It's not just for you to receive that supernatural ministry, but yeah, you receive it, but also you will go and do the same. The same spirit is in you. There's no baby Holy Spirit, you know that? There's no junior Holy Spirit that you have. The same spirit that moves in, in, me, in my life, the same spirit that moves in whoever a famous speaker's life, you carry the same Holy Spirit. I don't care if you're a baby Christian. I don't know if you've never experienced it. You have no understanding of it, never heard of it. Really doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter. One thing, if you believe in Him, your life is going to be marked with the supernatural. us to take this time to just pray together and I want us to shift our mindsets the greed that we have set over our lives that that's natural this is supernatural this is what I can do that is what I can't do this is what is impossible that is what's possible and all these greed that we have believed in and we have set up I want us to just shatter them I want us to break them. And I want us to really believe that everything is possible with the Lord. He's your dad. What he has is yours. Jesus has promised to you that you will do greater things. It's a matter of just shifting uh, your faith. Are you going to believe in your experiences? 
Are you going to believe in your lack of experiences? Or are you going to believe in the Word of God? Are you going to believe in what God is speaking to you? Some of you have been contending for the supernatural encounters for different people. Supernatural healings for people. And you've been feeling inadequate. You've been feeling, I don't know, I'm begging for it. I don't know if it's going to happen. But I want you to shift and believe. It's going to happen through you. Through you laying hands on people. Through you praying for them. Through you, your prayer, it's going to happen. Some of you are thinking about specific people, specific prayers that you've been lifting. I want you to shift in your mindset. My dad is supernatural God. I'm a supernatural child. I got the same power that the Holy Spirit has. I have the same thing. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to move in it. If you are just praying with me, I want you to just lift your right hand with your eyes closed. If you are um, wanting to really see and experience and walk into the supernatural realm of God, I want you to just yeah, speak to Him. Speak to Him. Father, open our eyes to the supernatural power that you have and that we have. Through the Holy Spirit's work, that when we go out, people will be healed. People will be delivered. People will be touched by the power of God through our hands, through our prayers. Father, open up our eyes. We are hungering for more of that, God. Father, I just bless every single person that is raising their hands and every person that's shifting their minds, Father, to believe in the supernatural power of yours that is in us. Father, I just release the grace to walk in it. And God, all these testimonies that I brought back, our teams brought back, God, I declare that they are all for these people that are hungry for it, God. And I just pray, Father, that you will reveal, you will give them chances and opportunities to really see that. And God, I know you are faithful and you answer to the hungers of your children. So God, I just seal every person that is responding, Father, in the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. And they're going to experience it and go release the same thing. Father, I just thank you that this is a um, key message for so many people in this room. You can, you can lower your hands. Really, really feel like for some of you, this message is crucial. And your walk with Him is going to be different. The box that you have put God inside... I really feel like that box has been shattered. And you're really tapping into the unseen. You're tapping into the impossible. You're tapping into the supernatural power of His that's always been in you. That has always been inside of you. So God, I just activate them right now. I activate every single person in this room, God. Jesus' name we pray. Amen.